This is Wealth of Ohio with Robert Dodaro from Prism Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Robert provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Wealth of Ohio with Robert Dodaro. And welcome to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. I am your host, Robert Dodaro. This show is all about helping you, our listeners, the people of Ohio, better understand what is happening in the economy, what's happening in the markets, how is it impacting your wealth, and ultimately your ability to hopefully retire one day and you know sail off into the sunset and find that happiness that we all strive for. Uh, with me, as always, I have our co-hosts, uh, Mr. Tony Shore and Matt Gilbert. Tony, how's it going this week? Oh, it's going great. I've had a great week. I love this time of year, had it into the fall, and I've just been keeping busy. I know you guys have been busy. Matt, how have you been? I'm enjoying this beautiful fall weather. Not too warm, not too cold. We got our Perfect. fair week this week, so all the kids are downtown. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Oh, yeah. So fair week this week, which, uh, yeah, I've already I've already partaken. <laughs> you know, by the time by the time the show airs, the fair will be over. But uh, I tell you, there's a lot of new food vendors down at the Wayne County Fair, and uh, I've tried some of them. I'm hoping to get to all of them before the fair is over. But uh, lots of yummy, yummy food down yeah, there. Yeah, fried That's for foods, sure. food on a stick. It's all good for you too. Stop, I will tell you, the steak on a stick is one of the best steaks you will oh. find in Ohio. Okay, it is really good. Uh, <laughs> With that, so yeah, uh, I, yeah, so but no, I mean, you enjoy the time of year, it's always fun, uh, you know, when it's not too hot, not too cold, and you can kind of enjoy the outdoors a little bit more before we all know what's around the corner, and that's some cold, cold weather, uh, coming up down the line. So enjoy it while you can, folks. Hopefully, it doesn't get too rainy or too wet, um, and we can enjoy this fall weather while the leaves change and you know, we see some beauty around us, but. You know, and, and, and getting things back into your wealth. So if you're a new listener and you're listening on the radio on 93.5 FM or, uh, you know, uh, you're listening to our podcast, then you would know that every week we do our show. It's a 30-minute show, but we always do a bonus segment for our podcast listeners. So if you're checking us out on the radio, just remember that you can find the full podcast either on our website at my prismwealth.com. And we've got a new website up actually. So you can check out our new website and tell us what you think. But there's a radio link there that'll take you and you can listen to this show plus any of our previous shows. Uh, We also are airing the podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. I mean, if you search Wealth of Ohio, you're gonna find us, okay, uh, with it. But don't be afraid to check out that bonus segment. And this week, we've got a, a great segment we're gonna do on Social Security and whether or not Social Security is going bankrupt and what that may mean for the future. Uh, We talk a lot about that in our Social Security workshops that we do. Uh, So we wanted to talk a little bit more about it on the radio. Those those who come to the workshops get to hear it, but you, our lovely listening audience, you haven't heard any of this information before. So we'll we'll talk about that and more in the bonus segment of the podcast. But for the show today, I kind of wanted to pick up back on where we left off last week's bonus segment, talking about the dollar going up in value. So Mm. 
you know, a lot of people have been asking me about this and, you know, wondering because, you know, it doesn't make sense, right? I mean, we're, we're in a recession. Technically, it hasn't been announced yet, but we are in one. Uh, oh, yeah. We're having all kinds of inflation going on right now. Um, yeah. But yet the value of the dollar is going up and that doesn't make sense for a lot of people. So I want to kind of try and break that down as best as I can and hopefully get some light on there for you. But you have to you have to put it in perspective uh, of what's been going on with the Federal Reserve. And I, I, I highly encourage people pay attention to what's going on at the Federal Reserve. They meet about every six weeks, but they have announcements in between those meetings. And every announcement, every meeting is something that does impact the markets quite tremendously. So you kind of have to go back, right, Matt? Like when we had 2020 and the economy was shut down, uh, the federal government and the Federal Reserve all printed a whole bunch of money to stabilize the economies and stabilize the markets and all that as well, too. So the Federal Reserve added billion or sorry, trillions of dollars to their balance sheet. Okay, so to help you with this, on our show notes, we actually put a link where you can go check the Federal Reserve balance sheet anytime you want as well. So we do show notes every week. If you're on our email list, you get these notes emailed to you automatically every week, along with a link to the show this week, so you can listen at any time. All you need to do is send us your email at uh, 330, or give us a call at 330 330- 804-0123, or you can even text your name and email to 330-804-0123. Uh, we'll get you signed up. But in the show notes, we'd like to give you links to where we're looking at information. So the Federal Reserve, if you look at their balance sheet and you go back through the balance sheet, uh, in response to the 0809 crisis, they took their balance sheet from about a trillion dollars to about four trillion dollars, four and a half trillion dollars. They've, they've tried to unwind this. Like they said, okay, we can't keep all this money on the balance sheet. We need to sell some of it off. So they started doing that. And when they did that, wouldn't you know it? The, the, the value of the dollar went up during that time. Back if you go through 2018 and 2019, the value of the dollar was going up back then specifically because of what the Fed was doing with its balance sheet. Okay. So fast forward a couple of years, we go through 2020. They take the balance sheet from $4 trillion up to about $7, $8 trillion. Actually, right now they're sitting on about eight and a half trillion dollars, nine trillion dollars on their balance sheet. And they're just now starting the past couple months, they have started letting the balance sheet unwind. So the Fed has been doing two things recently. One, they've been raising interest rates. And two, they have been reducing their balance sheets. Both of those things contribute to making the dollar stronger. Okay, because if we are raising rates faster than the rest of the world and we are tightening our policy, we are showing that we are actually willing to pay more interest than the rest of the world, which makes people want to come over here and buy more and put more money into the U.S. dollar, making it stronger as well. Um, Likewise, them unwinding their balance sheet makes the dollar stronger uh, because of um, you have to look at what they're doing, how they unwind it. So when they were adding money to the pool, Matt, they were. basically selling off short-term treasuries and buying long-term treasuries. So getting rid of the one and two month treasuries and buying 20 and 30 year treasuries with that. What does that do? Well, if you're selling something, what happens to the price of it, Matt? Goes up. 
Huh? Well, no, if you're if you're selling it, if I'm selling it, yeah. If you're selling, if, if there's a massive sell off on something, oh, I mean, what's, it's going to go down because you. It's going to go down in value. Yeah. Okay. So, and likewise, if you're buy, if there's a massive push where everybody wants to buy something, what happens to the price? Price is going to go way up. So this is why you know it used to be years ago in your savings account you might actually make a few percentage points, but lately you've what been decade making. Was that? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so. But because of what they were doing when they were adding to the balance sheet, they were making it to where short-term rates went to close to zero, so that way they could make long-term rates stronger in there and provide more long-term investment in the country. Now, fast forward, they've got to unwind all this now. So what are they doing? They are selling off the long-term options and buying short-term options. So when you look at like the one-month treasury rate, at the beginning of the year, it was at like 0 0.05, 0 0.06, which is what we're used to seeing in our savings account. Now, within eight or nine months, actually about six months time, realistically, it's gone from 0 0.05, 0 0.06 to two and a half percent. Okay, so these rates are going through the roof because the federal government, or sorry, the Federal Reserve is unwinding their balance sheet. So I know this might be deep for a lot of our listeners out there, and I'm sorry if I've lost you. Always go back to the website and listen to the show again and check out the show notes. But the reality is the Fed has about $9 trillion they have to get off their balance sheet. And as they're getting it off the balance sheet, all it's going to do is make the dollar stronger. And if the dollar gets stronger, things valued in dollars tend to go down. This is why commodities like gold and silver are down year to date. Uh, stocks even are valued in dollars. So when the dollar goes up, it makes it harder for stocks to grow uh, as well in the stock market to grow. Uh, this is why you've seen the route in cryptocurrency this year that you had. People thought it was an alternative to the dollar or a hedge against inflation. Well, they, they were wrong there so far uh, with it as well. Now, I think the inevitable question is, okay, well, how long is the dollar going to keep growing? Like, when is it going to stop if they have to yeah. get rid of this $9 trillion, right? You know, I mean, is it a roller coaster ride where it's going to take a deep dive after going way up? Or Well, see, I mean, this is the thing. If you go back to what happened the last time they tried unwinding the balance sheet, it created so many problems in the economy. They were predicting a recession before 2020 happened because of this uh, with it. It caused so many problems that they actually stopped unwinding the balance sheet and started adding back to it for a few months before 2020 happened. So, um, you know, when you look at it right now, they realized unwinding the balance sheet causes problems. We have to figure out a way to offset this. And as scary of a thought as this is, and I've talked to Matt about this in private, but, uh, you know, I think what the solution they have come up with for this problem is more spending by the federal government. If the Federal Reserve is unwinding its balance sheet and making it more restrictive, then the federal government spending some money offsets that and hopefully devalues the dollar in the process. So I'm not going to be surprised if you see our federal government going on even more of a spending spree going forward uh, as well, too, in an attempt to offset some of these things. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. But doesn't that negatively affect in in inflation and then increase that? 
Hey, well, that's the point is, is that it does. And then they have to raise interest rates more. But at the same time, they have to unwind the balance sheet because the next time there's a big crash, we may need to do some easing. I mean, easing has shown to be an effective tool when you are in a recession to help pull you out. If it's if it's done properly, quantitative easing can help the economy during a recession. But the Fed's balance sheet can't be $25 trillion. They've got limits <laughs> on that stuff. Uh, and nine trillion is very, very extensive considering what less than 15 years ago, it was only at a trillion. So to go from 1 trillion to 9 trillion in less than 15 years, that that's not sustainable. They have to unwind it and, and figure ways around this. So one thing I learned during the pandemic was don't fight the fed. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it seems like they have less and less tools in their tool belt because things are kind of compounding on top of each other. Mm -hmm. So are we going to have another issue if a pandemic happens or the war gets worse in Europe? Well, I like they always want you to believe that. And I mean, I've been watching the Fed long enough to know that uh, that you people will naturally get the same fear that you're raising right there. And then magically, somehow there will be uh, a few articles that come out in the press uh, of new options that the Fed have or tools that the Fed has had forever that they haven't had to use, but they're not afraid to break them out now kind of thing. So to act like you and I know every option at the disposal of the Fed, I'm not going to presume that or, or assume anything in there. They may have more tools that we're not aware of, but the primary tool that they've been using is adding money to their balance sheet. And that balance sheet is through the roof right now. And they've got to figure out a way to reduce that by reducing it. It is going to play problems with the dollar. So you got to have strategies. You got to have hedges. You've got to have options in there and you've got to be diversified. If you're building a proper portfolio, if you expect to be able to spend the money you want to spend in retirement uh, and, be able to ride the ride and the ups and downs of the market as well, too. So this is what we put together in our process we call the Clear Retirement Solution. It is a comprehensive process that we walk people through when they come meet with me in either Worcester or Wadsworth. If you still do Zoom meetings, we're fine doing that. But, you know, I always feel face-to-face -face is better, especially when we're talking about such important things. But in any case, we will get together. We will let you know. We'll, we'll do an analysis on you, and we will let you know uh, how prepared you are in terms of income planning, investment planning, tax efficiency, healthcare strategies, and legacy. How prepared are you for retirement? What does your current path look like? Are there any red flags you're overlooking? Are there things that you should be focused on right now that may help you on the way? This report is all designed to help give you a clear picture of where you stand right now. And then we step in and show you how we can help make it better as well, too. So this is all part just to help people understand. And if you're looking at retiring in the next three to five years, you need to start doing something like this now. So we'd highly recommend calling 330 804-0123. Again, 330-804-0123. Give us, we'll get you on the calendar. We'll find a time where we can start building your own clear retirement solution. But we're up against a commercial break right now. We'll be back and more with more of the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast in just a moment. When you think of a puzzle, what would you say is the most important piece? Corner? A side piece? I would argue that the most important piece of a puzzle is the picture on the box. And the same can be said for your retirement. Robert Dodaro from Prism Wealth Management would love to show you your retirement picture. For more information, call 330-804-0123 or visit his website at wealthofohio.com. 
firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered through AEWM LLC. And welcome back to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and I'm here with our hosts, Robert Dodaro and Matt Gilbert. Uh, Robert and Matt, we're talking about at least the value of the dollar going up, uh, what that means, what's happening. And it's taken us on a a great direction. It impacts all of us, obviously, affects the economy, can affect our finances. And it's good to get an idea and an understanding of how this can affect us, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, the world is changing. And as it changes, you have to be willing to adapt your methods, adapt your strategies uh, for the times, right? Like we've talked about I-bonds on this show a couple times now, and for 20 years, no one wanted to buy an I-bond. Now they're the hottest thing on the market because everybody wants to make a better interest rate on their savings and their bank money and all that. Um, And so they are a good vehicle for those things. And you can always check out one of our past shows on on the websites about this uh, to find more. Just Google I-bonds. You'll start learning what you need to know there. Uh, But realistically, you have to adapt your strategies and you have to keep an open mind. Uh, You know, the world's going to change. Options are going to change. The rules are going to change. And as things change, you know, you have to get a new perspective on things because, you know, just because it was that way 10 years ago doesn't mean it's still that way today. You know, the rules are different. So therefore, maybe the options look a little bit different right now, too. So always keep that mind. Keep an open mind. I I don't like absolutes. Right, Matt? Like, I I, I don't like uh, the idea that no matter what, this option is bad and it's always going to be bad. Uh, Every time I've ever thought that about a product, like looking at an option that I see that someone wants me to offer, I'll look at it and be like, man, that's terrible. Why would anybody ever want to buy that? Uh, And then two weeks later, I'll have someone come in my office and hear their circumstances circumstances and be like, you know, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but I heard about a product two weeks ago that I think actually makes complete sense for your circumstances uh, with it. So everyone's circumstances are unique. They're different. Your needs, your values, your priorities, your goals, all those things are different. And based on that, you need a customized plan. This is why we call it the clear retirement solution. But, you know, getting back to the, 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 the theme here is that You know, we've got inflation going on right now while the dollar is going up in value. Okay. And if that's happening, it seems kind of like a ripoff, right? Like, I mean, in some ways, uh, you know, things are getting more expensive. You would think that the dollar becoming more valuable would allow you to buy more things, but it's getting more valuable and you're still not able to buy more things, right? And that 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 doesn't sit well with me. Uh, it's it's along the lines of other ripoffs that I've seen, right? So we found a good article in Kiplinger. It's in the show notes this week, um, and it's all about Medicare means testing. And I talk a lot about this in our workshop. So if you came out to our social security workshop this week, you heard a lot of me talking about means testing. But means testing in Medicare is the same. So. What is means testing, you may ask? Well, means testing just means if you are a wealthier person in retirement, then you don't get to keep as much of your Social Security or you have to pay more for your Medicare. So most people don't realize that you can actually be penalized and have to pay a higher Medicare premium in retirement if your income goes up. So means testing just means the wealthier you are, either the more expensive things are or the less money you get to keep. 
And most people don't have a problem with that logic, right? Oh, wealthy people. Warren Buffett doesn't need doesn't need Medicare or he doesn't need Social Security. He doesn't need that. Um, so naturally, if you're, you know, if you've been watching and or, you know, listening to the show long enough or going to our workshops, you know, the next question on your mind would be, OK, well, if the wealthy don't get to keep more, then who are the wealthy? Right. That's kind of an important question to, to, to know the answer to. So let's just dive into Medicare. Right. We'll talk about the basics of Medicare right now. Sure. Well, so, it's open enrollment coming up. Yeah. You got open enrollment coming up next month. Yeah. You might as well start learning a little bit about it. Yeah. So, important. yeah, you know, the uh, Medicare, basically you have original Medicare, which is part A and part B. Part A covers the hospital. Part B covers the doctor. And I'm going to do very 30,000 foot view here, listeners, sure. okay, uh, you know, with it. But basically, both have deductibles, just like your insurance does every single year. And after you meet the deductible, assume, uh, at least with Medicare, that it's going to cover about 80% of the, of, the, of the cost on top of that. And you're on the hook for 20. Now, you can buy supplements, advantage plans, different things that you can use to help cover that 20% or help give you just extra coverage as best as as you can afford uh, with that as well. But that is basic Medicare. Part A, you are not paying anything for. So if you're 65, you sign up for Part A no matter what. Whether you're working and have your own insurance or not, Part A is free and it's just extra medical coverage if you go to the hospital. Not a bad deal. B is the one you pay for. So going to the doctor is the one you pay for and it's currently at about $170 a month right now. Um, but as your income goes up in uh, retirement, then you can start paying more. So this is where it kicks in and where it matters. Now, mind you, it's always two years later. So if your income is goes over these thresholds this year, you will see your med you'll be charged more on your Medicare two years from now. So this is where people get those surprises. It's like, wait, why is my Medicare more? Oh, I went over that threshold. Dang it, I went over it two years ago. I went over it last year too. Next year is going to be just as expensive. Uh, you know, so you have to watch out because these mistakes can get expensive if you're not paying attention. But I would say Medicare is reasonable, Matt. I mean, you're looking at the chart the same as I am. Uh, you know, if you are a married couple, uh, you don't start getting penalized on your Medicare until you're making more than $182,000 in the year. So people that are retired making more than $182,000 have to start paying more for their Medicare. Okay. That's, that's reasonable. I would say, you know, those are higher net worth people most likely. And yeah, they can afford to give up a little bit of their Medicare uh, as well. So, but, and cut it in half for individuals. So an individual making 91,000 or above 91,000 will have to start paying extra money for both their part B and their prescription plans. Okay. That's part D for the listeners out there. So that being said, the more money you make, the more expensive your health care coverage is through the federal government. That is what means testing means. But you have to watch out for this, especially, you know, Matt, we, we talk to people all the time about Roth conversions, you mm -hmm. know, and even though we're not CPAs or anything, we do work with our clients on Roth conversions and work with their CPAs on them in terms of finding the right amount of money and how expensive is it to do Roth conversions. And a lot of times what you hear, like we, we, we heard someone come in recently, they're like, oh, well, yeah, I just converted $150,000. I just figured I'd, you know, get it done, pay the taxes, get it over with. And, um, 
we, we don't necessarily recommend that, I will say. Uh, we think it's better to be tactical with these things because a Roth conversion is, well, here, Matt, why don't you tell them? What's a Roth conversion? Roth conversion is taking your pre-tax dollars that you're not taxed on. They're going to have to pay eventually that IOU to the government. And you're trying to say, I know this year I'm going to pay less taxes. So you're going to convert it to a Roth so it grows tax-free. And then you pay the taxes now. So you get that gain throughout the rest of your life. Well, let's say you knew you you had $10,000 you could convert and you were going to pay 12% taxes. Okay, it's going to cost you $1,200 in taxes to take the $10,000 out of your IRA and move it into your Roth IRA. Now, if you have the $1,200 in your bank account to pay the tax bill, it is much better to do it that way than it would be to take the taxes out of the Roth conversion. But you can take the taxes out of the conversion if you want to as well, if you don't have the money in the bank. But now you've got $8,800 in a Roth IRA growing tax-free and tax-deferred moving forward. There's rules, there's strings, there's a five-year rule and all that. But generally speaking, you're going to be getting that interest tax-free moving forward. It will pass to your family tax-free. They will allow to be allowed to put it in an inherited Roth IRA for up to 10 years and get tax-free growth on it for an additional 10 years after you die as well. So there are a lot of incentives for doing a Roth conversion. However, If you do too much, not only are you paying extra taxes on the conversion, uh, but you may make your Medicare more expensive. Now, instead of paying 12%, you're paying 17% on the year. Okay, well, the math may not support you doing that. Fortunately, we have all kinds of tools and calculators in our office. You may not be a numbers whiz or anything else like that, but we can put your numbers into our software and spit you out clear reports that show you when something makes sense and when something does not make sense for you uh, as well to help put it in a simple perspective as possible. And you have to ask yourself, I mean, realistically, Matt, ever since President Trump's tax code went into effect years ago, right? He's no longer president, but his tax code's still here. Um, There has been huge opportunity in the world of Roth conversions out there. If your advisor hasn't been talking to you about these things, right? Like we talked about it last time. Has your advisor quiet quit on you? Like, why aren't they bringing these things up? There are opportunities out there right now. There are things that you can be looking at. One great opportunity. I know we're coming up on the end of the show here uh, in just a minute, but We are going to have a tax workshop, a tax planning and tax efficiency workshop. It will be, sorry, this one's no dinner. This is just a regular education. You're coming for the knowledge people uh, with it. But in this one, we are talking about tax strategies and what you need to know because taxes are very different when you retire versus when you are working. And you need to start understanding this or else you may be doing a lot of things that give the government way, way more money of yours than you ever anticipated uh, with it. So. The workshop is going to be on Tuesday. I believe it's October 11th. Yeah, Tuesday, October 11th or Wednesday, October 12th. We'll be in Worcester at the OARDC in the Schischler Conference Room out there. Uh, It starts at 6 p.m. both nights, but you only need to attend one of the nights. All you need to do to register, there's two ways. You can call our office, 330-804-804. 0123. If you're listening on the radio and it's the weekend, we're probably not in the office. So just leave us a message and we'll get back to you. Podcast listeners, you know, you can listen anytime. Give us a call. If it's business hours, we'll be there. Uh, But 330-804-0123. Or you can go to our website, my 
prismwealth.com. There's an events tab that you can click on that will take you to all of our upcoming workshops where you can sign up there as well too. But great time, great information on that. And I know we're getting close to the end here on the show. We are going to be back in our bonus segment talking about the same means testing on social security. So I'm okay with the means testing on Medicare, I'll say, but Matt, you know how I feel about means testing on social security. It's one of the biggest ripoffs out there. So if you would like to, you definitely don't want to miss the podcast segment, whether you're listening on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, you know, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, listening on our website, myprismwealth.com, you will want to check out the bonus segment this week. Uh, Be watching the dollar. So for our radio listeners, be watching the dollar and watching how it's impacting uh, your wealth. At the same time, be careful that you don't get your Medicare penalized because you're too wealthy without realizing it. Uh, And then finally, tune in and keep listening to the podcast segment of the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast because we're going to talk about Social Security. Will it be there for you? And is it ripping you off at the same time? Uh, But that's about all the time we have for the show today. I want to thank you all for listening. Matt, Tony, thanks for being here as always. We're about done with the Wealth of Ohio show, but we'll be right back with more of the Wealth of Ohio podcast in just a moment. Thank you for listening to Wealth of Ohio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Robert Dodaro at Prism Wealth Management. Call 330-804-0123 or visit them online at wealthofohio.com. Prison Wealth Management LLC is an independent financial service firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services are offered through Prison Wealth Management LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary, and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation and welcome back to the wealth of ohio podcast this is the bonus segment for our podcast listeners and thanks for tuning in i'm your co-host tony shore i'm here with our host robert Dodaro and his co-host matt gilbert and uh, matt and robert you were talking at the end of the show about means testing and mm-hmm. robert what do you mean by this and you said you weren't too happy about Social security means testing. Yeah. So means testing just means that wealthier people don't get to keep as much of their benefits, whether it's social security or Medicare. And you would be hard pressed to find anyone in this country that would disagree with that statement. So, so why do I not like it? Right? Well, the simple answer is what does it mean to be wealthy? Right. Like who is wealthy in the United States? Who is not entitled to keep more of that? Once you establish that number, you've given the government permission not only to establish it, but also to change it over time. Right. So when means testing was brought in on Social Security, it was actually done by Ronald Reagan back in the early 80s. Same ideas. Medicare or Social Security was going broke back then, and they had to find a way to make the, the, the trust fund more solvent. So 
they changed filing ages. They they made it to where you you know sixty seven was the new full retirement age instead of sixty five, uh, and phased that in. They brought in means testing of Social Security. So how does means testing work in Social Security? So there's a couple ways that I think a lot of people would agree with normally. Like there is a maximum benefit that you can earn on Social Security, um, as well as a minimum benefit. So even if you were lower income, you're at least going to get this much. Uh, and if you were very high income, no matter what, you can't make more than a certain point. I think that's how most people look at the means testing on Social Security, but you're overlooking a critical component, and that is taxation of your Social Security benefits. So, Your Social Security benefits are not taxable in the beginning, but once your income gets above a certain point, they start treating it as taxable money. So Medicare means testing didn't kick on for a married couple until $182,000. For a single person, it was $91,000. So a retiree making $91,000 per year, doing pretty good for themselves, you know, right? Uh, With it, They, they, they don't need as much money. What does it look like for Social Security and people? So at Social Security, if you're an individual and it's called provisional income, learn about it and we teach people how to calculate it. But if your provisional income gets above $25,000 as an individual, then up to half of your Social Security can be treated as taxable income. When you get above 34,000, then 80 up to 85% of your social security can count as taxable income with it as well. For a married couple, the numbers are 32,000 and 44,000. So, let me let me break it down in a simple way for our listeners out there. If you are a married couple that is retired in this country, even just one of you's retired, doesn't matter, both of you don't have to be retired. If one of you is retired, and your household is making more than $32,000 per year, congratulations, you are wealthy, you are not entitled to keep as much of your social security. You've been means tested via taxation. So this is one reason why I say it's a ripoff, but actually the big reason why I think it is a ripoff is because those numbers, the whole 25,000 and all that, those were created by Reagan back in the early 80s and they have not been adjusted for inflation once since then. Oh wow. Wow. As well too. So yeah, I could see how in 1980 if you were a married couple retired making 32,000, maybe you didn't need to keep all of that. Right. You know, but they have not adjusted this once since it's since they started it back in the early 80s on Social Security. And that's a huge ripoff in my book, because some things cost 100 times more than they did in (laughs) the 90s. Exactly. Yeah, so, and I the mean, fact that they don't increase this in any way um, is shameful in a lot of ways yeah, because there's people scary. out there that are paying taxes on their Social Security uh, that really aren't that well off. I mean, they need every penny that they can get, uh, but they have been means tested out because they are too wealthy now. Right. You know, with that and as well. And I mean, even an individual making twenty five thousand dollars in retirements, you know, I mean, that's not exactly a lot of money these days, even in, even if you don't have a house payment or anything, it still doesn't go very far. So you have to be mindful of these things and understand vocabulary. It's so important to know what they mean when they're saying these things. So I had a job where I worked with a social worker in a local city here, and they made the comment that if you make over 25000 a lot of your financial stress drop off. Mm-hmm. 
And then I'm sitting there thinking, like, what's minimum wage? Minimum wage doesn't even get you twenty five thousand. No, a year. it doesn't. Yeah, if you're working forty, depending on what your state minimum wage is, of course, but. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it is interesting to look at, you know, the rates and everything else of what they are saying and what they are doing. But in the end, realistically, you have to be aware of the rules. You have to know what you can do, when you can do it, and how expensive is it going to be. And this is why we spend so much time showing people numbers like, hey, here's what it looks like. Let's run these. Let's run a couple scenarios as fairly and objectively as we possibly can to try and give you a better idea of what the results look like if you go about uh, retiring now versus two years from now, or if you do a Roth conversion versus not doing a Roth conversion, if you delay, if you retire now and delay social security for two years, does that help you or hurt you? Fortunately, we have all the tools to help us answer those questions for the people that come meet with us. So a lot of what we're doing when we're building a clear retirement solution is setting up that situation, setting up those parameters, and trying to give you as much information as possible so that way you can feel more confident about retirement and enjoying yourself. Because I think that's what everybody wants, right? They don't want to be ripped off by Social Security or means tested out of their money uh, in there. They want to be able to enjoy themselves. They don't want to have to spend their last years worrying about everything. Uh, they just want to be able to, you know, enjoy life and spend time with their families for the most part. So we do everything we can to shop around, uh, to find the, the, the best resources available to help build uh, solid plans for the people that meet with us, build your clear retirement solution. So that way you have a little more clarity on what you can do and when you're pushing up against the limits of what you can do. Like, okay, if you do that, that might cause some damage long-term. You might want to rethink strategies here uh, with it as well. But you need to be able to look at these things. You need to understand the rules. You need to be able to understand the system uh, as well too. And likewise, if uh, you have questions, as always, we're here to answer them as best as we can. All you got to do is call 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123. You can come meet with me in Worcester or Wadsworth or on Zoom, whatever you prefer. Uh, and we can start talking about your situation and how maybe we could help you. Uh, at the same time, if you know you're you're looking at taxes and worried about how expensive taxes may be in retirement, let me first off say, if you're not worried about this, you need to maybe start paying attention because there's yeah. definitely reasons to be worried uh, in there. So if you're not worried, maybe it's time to pay attention and start learning a little bit more because you might need to be worried. If you're already worried, well, then you know you need information. We have our upcoming tax efficiency workshop. It's going to be out at in Worcester at the OARDC in the Schischler Center, uh, Tuesday, October 11th, Wednesday, October 12th, both nights at 6 p.m. It is complimentary to attend. Uh, usually we bring snacks, but this isn't like where we go out for meals or anything like that. We might have some cookies or something there and some, some small drinks for you. Uh, but this here is just a straight-up educational workshop to try and uh, – or at least informational workshop, we'll say, uh, to try and help you better understand how taxes change when you retire and ultimately some strategies that might help you out during that time. And again, all you got to do to call to attend is call 330-804-0123, or you can go on our website, myprismwealth.com, and click on the events tab, and you can sign up there. But 
Don't let Social Security take advantage of you. Don't let Medicare take advantage of you. Pay attention to the dollar and inflation because you don't want those things taking advantage of you either. You know, so be careful, be mindful of all that. And as always, tune into more of the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast where we'll give you the information and the tips that we can to help you manage your wealth that much better. But on behalf of Tony and Matt, this is your host, Robert Dodaro, and we'll see you next time on the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast.